Experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experiences. John C. Maxwell. As we near the end of the year, I always turn reflective. It's a natural tendency for me as the days shorten, the weather cools, and I start picking my eyes up from the path to see where I've been and where I'm headed. I notice I'm not alone in this tendency. Posts seem to be popping up all over social media, sharing thoughts and asking for feedback or interaction. Some wait till December 31st to look back over their year, but I prefer to start a little early, like now. This year, I'd like to share my reflections with you. Now, this might seem a little strange, especially if you're not used to doing it, but if you're even remotely interested in personal growth, this is a very important step in the process. After all, those who fail to learn from history are condemned to repeat it. Welcome to episode 16. We're going to talk about how to evaluate this crazy 2020 or any other year for that matter. Looking back on 2020 has not been the easiest process. It's been downright heavy, in fact. This year has been full. Most of it I didn't plan, and much of it I truly wish none of us had ever experienced. But who I am because of it, though, that's valuable. That's what I want to hold on to, push into, and celebrate. So here's what I'm going to do today. One of the best tools I have as a coach is teaching my clients how to look inside to see what's going on, evaluate it, and make decisions in order to move forward. So I'm going to share both my insights and my process with you. I mean, you don't need to know all of my insights. You just need to be able to reflect on and evaluate your own experiences each year, and especially this crazy one. Mine will just serve as examples and illustrations for you. I love this process. It actually encompasses all six of the tenets of intentional optimism. You need to be willing to look at things as they are, get curious about why things turned out the way they did, and do all of it without judging yourself. This process also gives you the opportunity to develop resilience by processing and acknowledging how you overcame some really hard experiences and then choose how you're going to move forward. For me, it's with joy and courage. It then sets me up for the final tenet of being intentional about how we approach and step into the next year. I'd love to tell you that I just sit down one day and think back over the last 12 months and get this all done. That would be amazing, seriously. Unfortunately, we tend to be able to focus only on the last three to six weeks or so. Have you ever sat through a performance evaluation in which you were truly evaluated on just the last two months of work? I mean, good or bad? all because your boss didn't keep track of the things throughout the year. I mean, it's a normal human tendency. In school, we're graded on quarters so that we understand and know our progress and can change course if we need to. If you want to grow and be able to look back over the year and give yourself a comprehensive evaluation, you really need to keep track. However, if you didn't do that this year, don't despair. Worst case scenario, you can look back through social media or any other kind of goal setting you may have put in place and compare where you are today to where you were then. Now, if you have none of that to look through, guess what? You get to start out now and do it right for 2021. So let's talk about my process. First off, I use a planner. For 2020, I used the High Performance Planner. Now, you might use a journal, a Trello board, I even have a client who uses a spiral-bound notebook. But I keep track of my daily, weekly, monthly, annual, and three-year goals. I know that sounds like a lot, but folks, we pay attention to that which we measure. 
every single time. So if you want to lose weight, you get on the scale and you track your food intake or your exercise. If you want to run a marathon, you plan, train, and track your times. Personal growth is no different. You choose your own style because there are literally a bazillion out there. But here's what I like about the High Performance Planner. It's based on Brendan Burchard's book, High Performance Habits, and I need good habits in order to succeed. This planner almost forces me into them. There are morning journal prompts to keep me thinking about what's important, how to be proactive about potential roadblocks in my day, and how to set the tone. If you don't have some kind of tracking system at least, that's where you need to start. You've got a few weeks before the start of the new year, but you don't need to worry about always starting in January. Go look for something that will work for you. You may not be a morning and evening kind of person. You might be doing good just to get something written each day. Maybe you're much more efficient on your phone or computer. Your process should reflect your personality, your needs, and your lifestyle. I need to write things down on paper. That's just who I am. But I'll tell you this, if you don't measure something, you're not likely to make progress on it. So if you've got any semblance of goals for yourself, health and wellness, career, personal or spiritual growth, find a way to track it. Second, I reflect. Often. If you want to evaluate your progress, but only do it at the end of the year, then you're going to need to make big changes at the end of each 12-month period if you want to make any real progress. So I reflect daily. My planner's evening journal prompts me to ask, how'd I do? Now, before you go thinking I'm perfect at all of this, one thing that has repeatedly popped up for me is that I might write down what I want to do in the morning, but half the time, I don't even look at it through the day. So when I get to the evening activity, I don't get to say, hey, look at that. Woohoo! I did everything I said I would. I acted the way I wanted and I really connected. <clears throat> no. But that's just part of the evaluated experience process. I've literally spent 12 months in this and I still don't always pay attention throughout the day to where I said I want to go. That's why I do the reflection process. That's how I learn. Then I sit down every Saturday and look back over the week. The questions I answer include things like, what are some great things that happened to me or my greatest struggles? What I learned about myself or others and maybe even a decision I could have made that would make my life easier going forward. Then at the end of each month, I go back and highlight what I've learned, what I'm grateful for, things I could get better at, the decisions I made that I really want to stick to. These are all prompts in my planner. Evidently, I need mega structure. But the good news is this means I'm constantly looking at the horizon, making sure I'm still on the road I chose to travel, adjusting the steering wheel, and yet still looking out for potholes and speed bumps. If this all sounds too involved and overwhelming to you, please know I didn't just start out one day with this big planner system and just ease right into it. This is a process I have worked toward using a variety of systems on that spectrum from the details of the Franklin Planner to a simple journal. And this is where I've landed. I know I need good habits, and right now, this system helps me stay within the habits that best serve my goals. And third, I don't take myself too seriously. Yep, after all that detailed description, you need to know there are days I literally look at some of the journal prompts and say, <clears throat> uh, nope and just move along. Now, you've heard me say this before, but if it's not at least a little fun or enjoyable, I am not going to do it. So this is where it's really important to know yourself. 
If you're not a detail person and are fine working with those big rocks in the stream, find yourself a system that keeps you on track at a higher level. But if you, like me, need to be reminded on a daily basis what you decided was important, you need to find one that helps you do that. You be you. Now, I've told you my process and why. Let me share some things I've learned this year just to illustrate how this process is helpful. Here's what I look for, or my insights. My planner gives me prompts each month as I shared earlier. However, as I go back over the year, I look for a few things. First, I look for themes. Are there any general themes that emerge month over month or within a specific category or question? Next, I look for struggles. Is there something I continued to struggle with week after week or month after month? And third, I look for decisions. What big decisions did I make? Am I sticking with them? Do they still serve me? 2020 has been a doozy in anybody's book. And as I look back through my monthly reflection pages, I definitely noticed a couple of themes emerge. The first is connection. I've always considered myself a little bit of a loner, but way back at the end of 2019 and into January of 2020, I noticed a real desire to foster some relationships I called my dream champions. This is straight out of the book, The Big Stretch by Tanisha Jackson Warner. She talks about surrounding yourself with people who both believe in you and support you. Just making an intentional effort with several ladies opened my eyes to the beauty of collaboration and support. And that gave me the courage to pursue connection with potential colleagues and clients as I moved throughout the year. The second theme that I noticed was clarity. Now, this is an interesting one. Some of it's just from my personal growth and reflection, a more traditional way to find clarity on goals and such. But 2020, y'all... I mean, every single month has notes on one more thing that I have become more clear about. Some of them are my struggles, which is good because then I can work on them. But some are things I needed to be willing to actually see. And now that I do, I can't unsee them. Others have revealed themselves as I continue to practice what I love to do, like becoming a certified disc consultant and helping so many people understand themselves and how to communicate with others. But looking back also revealed my two main struggles were in managing my thoughts and figuring out how to focus. Let's talk about focus first. I might forget. (laughs) For someone like me, a high eye on the disc spectrum where shiny objects and the need to be liked are a constant lure, it's usually a struggle. But again, 2020. The added realities of a global pandemic, racial unrest, and a really nasty election season have made focus even more necessary. The good news is that while focus was a struggle, it meant I worked on it. I found that giving myself one major priority for the day, like productivity or courage, rather than focusing on all my to-do tasks, was really helpful in moving me forward through all of those tasks. But my thoughts... These always show up as fear and anxiety, which I've struggled with for many years and I'm pretty comfortable sharing. But this year especially, it showed up in my expectations. We all had completely unmet expectations for the year, whether it was for our kids' school graduation, our vacations, even the emotional or physical well-being of us and our families. I never really considered the fact that expectations are just my thoughts about circumstances and understanding that has helped me immensely. But here's the best piece. As a response to the struggles and overlapping with all the themes are my big decisions. 
it's extremely helpful to look back over the year to see both what my major decisions have been, how helpful or relevant they still are, and whether or not I'm sticking to them. 2020 revealed three major decisions that have each truly changed the trajectory of my personal and career growth and how I show up. The first is coaching. All right, where would I be without coaching in 2020? This was the first time I'd ever actually hired a coach, and as a result, I now more fully understand the power of what I, as a coach, can do for my clients, never mind the personal growth I've gained in the process. I've learned how to better listen, evaluate my own thoughts, discovering that whole expectations thing. But it wasn't just formal coaching that helped me this year. I have friends who've become excellent coaches themselves, and when I need to talk something through, I know exactly who to call. As a result, I've decided this is something I need on a more regular basis, and I'm continuing it through 2021. Now, whenever you put yourself on the other side of the fence, you just see things more clearly, which leads me to my second big decision. In response to all the intense racial unrest in this country, I wanted to better understand racial reconciliation from a biblical point of view, so I joined a Be the Bridge discussion group. This was one of the more difficult things I have ever done in my life. Over the course of six weeks, I read the book and processed my own responses to it. I referenced this in my conversation with Mariah Humphreys and described it as being literally ripped open. However, the ability to discuss my discoveries and responses with women who were doing the same thing, struggling, wrestling, this was a blessing and a comfort. It gave me a softer place to land as I discovered my own ignorance and unwillingness to see hard things. This decision, more than any I've made in a very long time, changed me at my core. And finally, in April of 2020, I decided I might need to launch a podcast. Go figure. That decision led me to a launch accelerator course and a whole new pod of amazing and supportive friends and colleagues who enrich my life every day. And I hope we enrich yours. All right, what do I do with all this information? Part of taking stock includes setting my intentions for the rest of 2020 and preparing for 2021. December is the season of Advent. This is an important time of year for me as a Christian, and for many years I've struggled to be present and focused on what I believe is the most important aspect of the season. This year again, I choose to set my intention to focus on the season before me, giving and receiving simple gifts, and celebrating the beauty of what God with us actually means. This focus in my thinking makes the season of Advent more potent, more moving, and more engaging. This also helps me set the tone for beginning 2021 with a calm and settled mind, intent on making an impact on those around me, and I'll put into place new habits and decisions that will build upon what I've learned or gained in 2020. Now, as you reflect and evaluate, I pray you find the space to express gratitude in ways that remind you of all your blessings. Some of those reminders will cause you to make changes. Some will allow you to settle in. Either way, I hope you gain clarity. Use it to set your own intentions as you close out 2020 and enter 2021. So, are you ready to take stock? Here's a recap of my process. First, you need to take the time to reflect. If you have a planner, great. Walk through it, week by week or month by month. If you don't, look through what you do have. A journal, 
Even social media will tell you where you've been and what you've been doing. All those memories will remind you of your own struggles and decisions and probably revealing a few themes. Second, as you look, see what major themes do show up. For me, it was truly connection and clarity. What is it for you? Third, as hard as it can be sometimes, you need to recognize your major struggles. I shared that mine were in the areas of focus and my thoughts, which, by the way, included things like discouragement, grief, and lots of anger and frustration. But fourth, did you make any major decisions in 2020? If so, are you sticking with them? Are they decisions that will carry you forward in ways that you desire or hope? All of this, everything I've just shared, is literally bedrock habits and practice for a personal growth journey. And if you're ready to begin your own, but not quite certain where to start, a DISC assessment is a great launching point. I'll help you tap into your motivations and look for how to improve your relationships and focus more on your results. Head on over to my website, it's in the show notes, to get started. And don't forget, as a special gift to my podcast listeners, you get 10% off when you enter the code PODCAST at checkout. And if you're really just getting started, like you didn't have a planner and this is a whole new idea and a launching place for you for 2021, I have a special free gift for you, the Ultimate Disc Communication Cheat Sheet over at theintentionaloptimist.com forward slash cheat or click the link in the show notes. This packet will provide you with insight into how to leverage your best strengths and how to maximize your connection with others. And I've even included tips on how to recognize the disc type in children and how to connect with them based on their type. Are you driven to lead, know where you want to go, but can't quite figure out the steps? I can bring clarity, help see the big picture, and keep you grounded all while you step into exactly who you're meant to be. So head on over to my website and check out my own story. Contact me and we'll set up a time to talk about how one-on-one coaching could be the answer for you. If you love this podcast, could you do me a few favors? Share it with your friends. Click that subscribe button, and that way you'll catch every new episode as soon as it releases. And if you have the time, take a few minutes to leave me a rating and a review. This helps us get our message out to more people and tells the podcast platforms you want to hear more. Until next time.